Hi, I'm Priya Aneja. I'm Paul Shrimp. And I'm Jeff Gorgie. And this is Profits Healthcare Transformers podcast, where we'll be talking to leaders in healthcare who are focused on transforming their organizations to drive the next level of growth for their business and for healthcare. Transformation is one of those terms that has a lot of layers to it. Sometimes it's about innovation. Sometimes it's about shifting the way you do business. Sometimes it's about your overall operating model, and sometimes it's to a specific department or function. It's also about people, helping them navigate the discomfort that comes with change, but also motivating them to engage in the journey of transformation from the CEO to the newest employee. It is a journey, and that's why we created this podcast, to break down this multidimensional, dynamic topic of transformation, one story at a time. Are you ready to dive in? Hi, I'm Paul Shrimp, your host for this episode. Today we have Mi Young Cha, President of Omnichannel Care and Chief Strategy Officer of Carbon Health. Mi Young, welcome. It's great to be here, Paul. And uh, we're going to spend a lot of time around your efforts at Carbon Health and the things that you're doing in Omnichannel Care and the new news of your diabetes offering. But Mi Young, before we dive in, would love to get a little bit about you, how you got to where you are today, and maybe something that we might not be able to glean from your digital profile. Sure, Paul. So working backwards, I've been at Carbon now about 10 months, and uh, it's been a really exciting transition into the world of startups. And before that, I spent six years at Apple on the health team. I drove many of our strategic initiatives and partnerships in health around the Apple Watch around the world and was an amazing experience. And before that, 10 years in healthcare at McKinsey, where I was a partner based here in the Bay Area, serving healthcare companies across the value chain. And one thing that maybe folks may not know about me, I was actually aiming to be a physician in my youth. I was pre-med, biochemistry, uh, hardcore, you know, sort of pre-med MCATs. And at the very last minute, I got cold feet and it wasn't sure I wanted to be a doctor. And long story short, I recovered uh, and pivoted. My parents were, were stunned when I told them that. But it all turned out well. And ironically, or maybe purposefully, I ended up in healthcare on a different path, you know, more on the business side. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a great career so far. Yeah, I think people will be surprised the number of leaders, particularly in the more high growth healthcare areas of executives that were almost physicians or got their doctorate and then ran into to, to being an entrepreneurial. So that's a, a very common pattern. So you've got a good company among you. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your team at Carbon Health and some of the big challenges you all are trying to address. Yeah. You know, Carbon Health is really trying to be the largest consumer driven mass market healthcare provider in the U.S. You know, in some ways, we're trying to become this Starbucks of healthcare with the national footprint of clinics for urgent care and primary care. But the transformation that I'm driving and, and what we're calling kind of our omni channel approach is really to provide much more of a tech enabled, 360 experience for people that really provides a model of continuity or continuous, in some ways, proactive care in between the episodic visits. And so what we mean by omnichannel is, is often we call it as, as being extremely vertically integrated across our clinics, you know, our software and hardware with a fully aligned medical group. And we think there's a lot of power in that model in really controlling the patient experience end to end, but also making it easy for our providers to, to provide care in that way. And we think it's just a better care model. It relieves the burden from our patients in many ways. And we think there's actually a lot of value 
in gleaning insights from more frequent touch points with our patients beyond the episodic visit to prevent progression of disease and uh, other complications or acute events. Gotcha. That's fantastic. And a lot of people use the term consumer, healthcare consumer earlier on, talk about healthcare consumerism, talk about connecting the care continuum, et cetera, but would love to hear a little bit around what, what Carbon's doing in terms of taking a unique angle in all of this. You know, we're definitely a healthcare provider. So, you know, I, I don't want to compare us to say a consumer company like Apple mm-hmm. or Amazon, but in our own way, we are very consumer oriented or, or direct to consumer, even in our go to market. We don't have any subscriptions or concierge fees. Our doors are open and where we generally take most people's insurance. And in fact, 20 to 25% of our patients are even cash pay. So in that way, you know, our gates are open. We actually, a lot of the ways in which people find us are not necessarily through an employer or an enterprise, but it's, it's through word of mouth where they see us on Yelp or they see a sign or at the roadside that says, hey, there's a clinic here. And so it, it is very consumer retail in terms of our focus. And I think the other way in which we're consumer is, is in which we really focus on this patient experience. That's something that I've brought with me from Apple is to, to sweat the details on how people access care, what happens when they enter that door from the clinic, how do we treat them? How do we follow up? We're the doctor that calls you back, you know, in some ways. And, and that's, that's actually an important part of what happens after the visit, that we don't just leave you behind, but we really do follow through, follow up. That's great. That's great. And would love to talk about this new area in this chronic care space that you are all taking on, which is in diabetes. But tell us more about uh, your new diabetes offering. Yeah, we're really proud of it. We announced it recently, and uh, it's the culmination of an acquisition that we did when I first joined Carbon of a company called Steady Health, which was a virtual specialist or a virtual endocrinologist clinic. Mm -hmm. And what we've really done is fully integrated the care team and also importantly, the technology into the Carbon platform where we can provide specialist-led, continuous glucose-monitored diabetes care to our type one and type two patients. And and so it it aligns with the the broader omni-channel approach that we have around Mm -hmm. vertical integration, hardware-enabled care, continuous care. And the the data is something that is fully integrated into the care model that our endocrinologists, our diabetes educators, our primary care physicians are all operating off of the same medical record, the same glucose data, the same food logging, And it's really powerful to do that off of a common platform where everyone's on the same page. Yeah. And is that uncommon in other diabetes solutions? But we'd love for you to give a a 101 in terms of kind of what what makes this unique and what barriers does this knock down that others might be struggling with? That's where the value of integration comes into play. I think just to to paint a different picture Mm -hmm. of what other folks might have access to, you might have a primary care physician and it could be one of a modern, more modern physician, you know, a la one medical or concierge practice. And you might have access to diabetes care through your employer, you know, potentially something like a Livongo or a Verda or a Mata. Mm-hmm. But it's rare for those things to connect. It's mm-hmm. often siloed in different solutions. There's rarely any real connectivity or connection of data between your primary care provider and these point solutions in the mm-hmm. marketplace. And we think that's bad for patients. What's the burden on the patient to connect the dots for themselves? Oftentimes, left hand not talking to the right hand in terms of these different solutions. And we think it's better for it to be just connected. It's all in one place at Carbon. All the providers are are talking to each other on the same platform on your behalf. And uh, we should make it easy 
for patients to engage in their care and to have care teams that are well coordinated behind the scenes. Yeah, no, we that, we would agree. I think that's something we found early on in some patient experience work is when you think about a care episode, pick any care episode or any interaction with your healthcare uh, professional. I'll say the patients are, are largely happy with that moment. It's the in-between moments is where all the frustration and anxiety and loss of control tends to emerge. So it's great that you, you all are sewing that together. There are a ton of cracks across the seams of healthcare. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. And part of it just is reflection of the fragmentation of our overall healthcare system. What those cracks in the seams really hurt, you know, really impact is the quality of the patient experience. And it creates these quote unquote care gaps yep. that often occur that, that lead to bad outcomes. And so I think that the integration that we're talking about and to stitch that all together is part of just delivering better care. Yeah, agree. And we'd love to have you speak more about how it's making it, it easier for the patient because the, the space I always like to kind of poke in in diabetes care because I've got too many organizations that I tend to overlap with, which is, well, if I've got a diabetes patient, if I let them know that they need to exercise more and eat well and take their meds, they'll get better. And we've learned that, yes, there's a, there's a pocket of population that does, once they find out they need to do something different, they'll do it on their own. But, but most of the time, it's not the education and information aspect it's something else, but we'd love to hear to love for you to talk a little bit more about how you're, 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 this is a big step forward. This is an evolution of where we were around the education and empowerment chapter of healthcare. This is the heart of it, which is behavior change is extremely challenging. And we need to do more than tell people what they already know intellectually that, you know, it's eating more nuts and exercising and see you next year. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the power of this hardware enabled model is really enabling more tighter feedback loops for behavior change. I'm I'm a big believer in feedback loops for many things, but in health, I think it can be powerful if deployed correctly. And, you know, unfortunately, we all are, as human beings, just wired to act on really short-term outcomes and successes rather than these longer-term outcomes, which is often where these behavior change problems occur. And I think the power of a data-driven model to healthcare as applied to diabetes is really, I think, where we think there'll be lots of impact, where the glucose data can be a powerful enabler of understanding, hey, this is what happens to my body when I eat these kinds of meals. This is what happens when I start to exercise more. And for the patient to see that themselves, I think is a powerful unlock versus someone telling them or being didactic of saying, you should eat this, not that, or you should exercise, not that, this and that. Seeing your own data, seeing your own body's reaction to your behavior in a very short time series, I think is is actually the best hope I think we have to changing behavior sustainably. That's great. That's great. And I'd love to shift gears towards the internal view of all how all this takes shape, because a lot of uh, listeners right now are going to be stepping into your shoes, are going to be change agents in their organizations. But so much of what Carbon Health is doing is rather new. You can't point to saying, oh, let's just copy that model over there, copy this one over here. But, but tell us a little bit of how you get alignment with your leadership team on where you're going, how it's going to look, because there's a little bit of abstractness, I'm sure, in some of your conversations and your strategy discussions, but would love to step into a, a day in the life of the internal sessions of how you drive alignment and get clarity around things that largely don't exist yet. Yeah, I, I think it can be very hard to do something different or new. And, you know, we're lucky we have an amazing CEO, Aaron Bali, who who founded the company and runs our company. But importantly, he has set an amazing vision. So it really does start with vision from the top, a real conviction and belief around how healthcare should be you know, for patients. 
and rallying the rest of us, our, the executive team and, and the, the broader organization around that vision. And so I think having that North Star, I think, is critical and super important to then having these discussions that are more iterative around strategy, because we are operating in an ambiguous environment. There's a lot of change in the macro. We still need to make progress despite that and operate with without perfect information about what will happen, what won't. I think one thing is a vision. I think the other thing too is just, this is a mantra I recite to myself, but transformation is never as easy as it seems, but it can be amazing what a small team of really passionate, focused people can do once inspired by a vision. And so I think it comes down to also execution around the vision and aligning priorities and goals and making progress inch by inch every day. I actually think that's by doing things, by getting things done, by shipping things from a product standpoint and deploying and having intent to deploy at scale and versus simply being in pilot or experiment mode. I think that's the way you actually, you know, start to realize some of the some of the vision around these transformations. Yeah, that's great. And I'd, I'd love to uh, keep going there because some of the, the words that you use, which is like, there's kind of a lack of certainty. I mean, transformation, you don't know the end state, you kind of know where you're going. But with that, I assume there's always going to be some degree of risk. You want to manage that risk as much as possible. And all my healthcare clients, particularly providers are like, I wouldn't even say they're risk averse. They pursue like zero risk, but would love to hear you talk a little bit how you all think about when you make investments, knowing that you don't know the exact outcome, but when you feel good enough around that, because I think that's an interesting topic for a number of other healthcare executives to hear. I think we're probably different than a lot of larger traditional healthcare systems in that we're, you know, we're a startup. We haven't made it yet. You know, yep. we've yet to really prove that that we can be be durable. And so with that, you know, we have to operate flexibly in in ambiguity for both internally ourselves, but with the macro and be comfortable with that. And that's in some ways what defines us as a startup is, you know, we are, we should be masterful at operating in entropy and trying to create some level of structure and order that allows us to win. I mean, that's, I think a really big part of what makes us a startup. So I'd, I'd say two things are important. One is understanding what decisions are one-way doors versus two-way doors. This is obviously famously from Jeff Bezos's uh, shareholder letters at Amazon. But but we we think if we think about those decisions quite a bit, we try to differentiate the ways in which we make these decisions based on is this a one-way door that we can't come back from, or is this a two-way door that we can reverse quite easily? And of course, the latter allows you to take more risks, to mm -hmm. act faster, to make decisions faster, to do so without a ton of sign-offs. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? The risk is low. You, if it doesn't work, you can always unwind it. And the second part of this is actually, you know, this is a cultural thing for us and it may not be applicable to all companies. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Aaron, our, our CEO, has the saying, never look back. Having a culture where you never look back, you don't have regrets, it's okay to fail. You know, I think it's easier said than done, but I think having a culture like that uh, allows you to pursue these kinds of transformations, which again, are hard. They're really hard. You will fail. There will be th times that are tough or hard, but you have to have this ability to get up if you have fallen and, and to keep trucking moving along. Those are great points. And, and I think to your earlier point is you mentioned like transformations aren't always fun. I'd say it, most good transformations kind of stink. 
you know, they kind of hurt a little bit. And, uh, you know, failing is okay, but that feeling of failing when you first trip across it is never great. So kind of being able to navigate a lot of that downside energy through a transformation helps a lot when you've got the right vision and the kind of the right reward system. So good points. Right. Awesome. And then before we wrap, I would love to hear if possible, anything that we need to kind of keep an eye out for in the future for carbon health. I know it's going to be a big year for you all, but there's anything else beyond diabetes care that we should be keeping an eye out for? We've got many other chronic conditions in our sites, you know, beyond diabetes, as we think about heart disease and respiratory conditions, even mental health. And, and so I think the extension of our omnichannel model into other disease areas is a big focus of ours uh, and certainly of mine. We are entering new markets geographically. And so as we expand beyond our home markets of, of California, uh, we're making big inroads in the Northeast, uh, in the Midwest, in Texas and Florida. The transformation of carbon, I mean, as, as really a growth company is happening on two axes, which which actually makes carbon, you know, somewhat unusual. We're, we're aggressively growing our footprint, geographic mm-hmm. chronic mm-hmm. footprint, while at the same time building vertical integration or vertical capabilities with regard to hardware and programs. That, that's a hard thing to pull off, I would say. But it's a challenge that I think everyone here at Carbon is is really passionate about, about pursuing. That's great. That's great. And it's been it's been fun to watch. And I'm still waiting for you guys to get a little bit more established here in Chicago so I can experience the hype and all the great reviews you all have been getting. Coming soon. <laughs> awesome. Well, me young, it's always so good to talk with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Profits Healthcare Transformers podcast. This podcast is produced by Jared Johnson and his wonderful team at Shift Forward Health. And a big thank you to our hosts, Priya Anasia, Paul Shrimp, and Jeff Gorgie. If you liked today's episode, you can find more great content like this at profit.com slash thinking. I'm Anna Kuno, the senior editor of this podcast. Thank you for listening.